0: welcome you, all those who are watching by TV or internet. Just in a little bit, I'm going to be sharing with you a dream that the Lord gave me and a revelation to the church. And th- the message I'm going to be sharing with you is on persistency. So I want you to stay tuned and discover the reasons that we are hindered as Christians from those things that God has promised us and from moving forward in Him. So I encourage you watching by TV or internet to stay tuned. Don't turn off your TV and I promise you, you'll be blessed. We have to be very careful we don't place pleasure before Jesus. When you start something and one month later you are no longer doing what you said you were going to do. You don't have persistency and you have to stop and pay attention. Why am I stopping? Why is God not answering me? Is there something in me I need to fix? Why did I even start this? What is the wrong motive within me? And that is why we are called to crucify the flesh. It don't matter how much desire you have in your spirit. If your flesh is not crucified and aligned with the spirit, you will never experience many answers to the prayers you pray. Every purpose in here, whether it's cleaning the church or whether it's preaching or evangelism, every purpose, God's plan to back that purpose up by his power. And when you have the power of God, whatsoever purpose you have in your life, it is bound to impact people to salvation. We always ask for more of God, for the question of what are you doing with the little that God has already given you? Mark chapter six, verse forty-seven to fifty-two. I want to share with you a dream I had, and the whole message I have today is based on this dream.
1: Quiero compartir ustedes un sueño. Now in this dream, I was um, in a house with a bunch of people. En sueño yo en una casa
0: con un de gente. And I saw the Lord Jesus coming walking down the street. I, was, I, saw, I looked at him out of the window. He was walking down the street.
1: Y yo vi al señor por la calle, yo lo vi por la ventana. And he seemed very focused on something. Y se veía muy enfocado en algo. And I looked
0: outside, and I was so excited, and I started shouting, Jesus, Jesus. And I said, oh, he can't hear me because he just kept on walking. So I ran outside, and I shouted, Jesus, Jesus, I love you. And then to my surprise, he started running. He started running, and he took off to me what seems to me to be a, I I say it's a forest, because there was a whole bunch of trees you couldn't really see. So it was a forest. And I I was just so excited. I just saw Jesus. I just saw Jesus, but I was like, why is he running? Is he running
1: from me? And immediately I had this desire in me. I had
0: some, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, follow him. And I started going down the steps to follow, but then I, I, I hesitated. Because he had gone through the trees and I couldn't see him anymore. And I got afraid. I said, if I follow him, I don't know where he's going. Where am I going to end up if I follow and as I stood on those steps, hesitating, I heard my alarm, c- um, my alarm clock ringing, in the, still in the dream. And I went inside, and I picked it up, and I looked at it. It wasn't the time. It was a word written, and it said, persistency. When I had this word, persistency, in my spirit, in the dream, I knew exactly what Jesus was telling me. If you love me, if you want me, you must follow me. And so if we do not have persistency in our lives, we will never experience victory that is meant for us. We will never experience what God has to do. You know, if you are not persistent, you will never see that miracle. If you are not persistent, you can never get that job. If you are not persistent, the things that you are hoping God would do, you will never see it. Because if you would just hold on long enough to experience it, you will experience it. The problem is not that God is not the same like he used to, like, you know, the, the wonderful things he used to do. That's not the problem. The problem is that the church
1: today lacks discipline.
0: We refuse to discipline ourselves when it comes to the church, when it comes to the things of God. There is a very simple scripture that God brought to me, but it encouraged me so much. This scripture that says God is not a respectant of any man. But every purpose in here, whether it's cleaning the church, or whether it's preaching or evangelism, every purpose, God planned to back that purpose up by his power. And when you have the power of God, whatsoever purpose you have in your life, it is bound to impact people to salvation. So we have to be persistent, and we have to practice discipline, and we have to know that if we only position ourselves, what God can do for my sister or my brother, he can do it for me too. Now, someone may ask, why does God get silent at times? You know, in that dream, why would, he run, why would he run and want me to follow? You know, sometimes the Bible lets us understand that God will be silent sometimes when you call out to him. First of all, we have to know that when we call out to him, he hears our prayers. But see, God hears our prayers and he knows our hearts. And the reason why he gets silent is because he wants to prove our hearts to us because God knows your heart. Okay, God, you know, sometimes we we feel like, well, God is testing me because he wants to know if God knows all about you. So the trial is not for God to see if, oh, can I trust him? The trial is that God wants to prove your heart to you, because unless the Holy Spirit is to reveal really what is hidden in your heart, you would not know. The Bible tells us that the heart of man is naturally wicked. We naturally have a wicked heart. But see, when we receive the the Holy Spirit, when we receive Jesus, our spirits are saved with him. Amen. His spirit testifies with our spirits that we are saved. But we still have this carnal flesh. And the Holy Spirit, one of the the duties of the Holy Spirit, is to reveal ourselves to us so that he can walk out those things that we still carry in our flesh so that we can crucify that flesh and see more of God. So God will be silent so he can prove your heart to you. Because we always ask for more of God but the question is what are you doing with the little that God has already given you? You know, we're confused. We think the glory is another kind is, you know, connected to the anointing. But it's two different things. Walking for one purpose but two different things. Eh, Because the anointing is a time that God has blessed that he has given to you and you know you can put on the anointing
1: and you can put it off. But the glory, pero la gloria, is God Himself. Es Dios en sí mismo. That is when when He steps in. Es cuando
0: él entra. You step down. Y te bajas. It's no longer about your anointing. No es de tu it's God doing whatever He wants. Es lo que Dios hacer. Whenever He wants. Amen. Amen. And so many people are asking, God, I want your glory.
1: Le piden, Dios, yo tu
0: but we don't understand how
1: much discipline we have to practice to operate under that glory. Pero no que tener para andar en esa
0: because when it comes to the anointing, you have a choice.
1: Cuando, cuando viene con unción, tú tienes, eh, eh, if I have the anointing to pray for people and let them be healed, okay? Yo tengo la I can come in here and decide not to pray y yo puedo venir aquí y decidir no I have that anointing yo tengo sanción,
0: but I decide not to pray
1: pero decido de no
0: maybe God will deal with me when I go home ask me why did you not pray for my people
1: but see I have that choice pero yo tengo que escoger. but yo when escoger. the glory of God is present De gloria del Señor está presente it's not about me no es de, de mí. it's not about what i want to do or what i feel should be done at that time momento. so i was asking god i want more of you more of you more of you and
0: after praying for some time i was wondering i said am i praying
1: wrong am i doing, am i doing it the wrong way y why is God not responding? Why don't I feel, you know, more anointing?
0: Dios me responde, no siento and as I continued to pray, I started praying this way. I said, God, if you are not going to speak to me concerning more of you, then speak to me concerning whatever fault I have. And then God gave this word to me. Y Dios me dio esta Check your motives. Check out
1: tu motivo. So then I started praying. I still had that desire that, Lord, I want to see you. But
0: whenever I pray, this is how I would pray. I would go and I would pray and I would say, Father, more of you. Holy Spirit, I want more of you. And then when I would say that, I would quiet and I would meditate on what I just said. And I would let it go through me and everything and think about it. And, you know, did I really mean this? Why am I saying this? And in that, God revealed something about
1: me. The reason for the silence. La razón por el the question came to me. La pregunta llegó a mí. You want more of
0: me? Más de mí? How much are you willing to sacrifice? De ti tú vas a, a poder and I said, Well, God, I want—I will give anything. I just want to have more
1: of you. Yo doy cosa, yo lo que más de ti. And then when God pointed out the things He wanted me to sacrifice, cuando él me dijo las cosas que él que yo I noticed that I was not okay with that. Yo Muy bien con eso. I, I was not ready to let go of, of some of my leisure activities. And then God said that too. Y Dios
0: dijo, pues eso es. That is the reason for the silence. The Bible said the spirit is always willing but the flesh is weak. My spirit was calling out for something. My spirit wanted more of God. But my flesh was not willing, was not ready to let go of some pleasures. And so, you know, your body, soul, and spirit, everything about you has to align to the will of God. And that is why we are called to crucify the flesh. Y por eso es que
1: que piel.
0: Because it don't matter how much desire you have in your spirit. No deseo
1: tu tenga en tu if your flesh is not crucified and aligned with the spirit you will never experience many answers to the prayers you pray. So you see,
0: God is not silent when we call out to him just because
1: he's trying to have some fun. He's trying to reveal something about you. about you. You know, patience is the key to knowing the hearts of men. Just
0: give someone long enough time. You know, if someone started, like a, a lot of people say, I'm starting a business. You know, so, okay, you're starting a business. Just give people enough time. You, you know, you don't have to argue with them to say, well, you're not called for business or you're not called for. Just give time. And time will reveal the motives of their hearts when they started a business. Because if people are serious with what they say, And if you have checked everything within you and you know for sure that you are sure, this is what I want. Like the pastor said, you will do what it takes under the leadership of the Holy Spirit to get it. When you start something and one month later you are no longer doing what you said you were going to do, you don't have persistency and you have to stop and pay attention. Why am I stopping? Why is God not answering me? Is there something in me I need to fix? Why did I even start this? What is the wrong motive within me? These are people who have walked with Jesus and seen miracles. And then Jesus does this one thing and it's like, (gasps) where did he come from? We don't know. So we see the reason why Jesus hesitated to get into the boat. He knew they were in trouble. He knew they needed help. But he acted as though he was going to pass them, though they were crying for help. He acted as he was going to pass them to reveal to themselves. You know, Jesus knew about them. Jesus knew what was in their hearts. Jesus knew what they felt about him. He knew how much they believed in him and still the doubts they had about him. See, he was going to reveal this to them so that they can correct this because they could not see what they saw in the book of Acts if this was never corrected. So we see the reason why Jesus will be silent sometimes when you when you pray.
1: Ahora conocemos por qué es que se queda en silencio cuando tú oras. The silence is never that God has a hearing problem. In that silence, he's simply telling you, you have work to do. What
0: would happen? The example we gave of the people who came to church because someone died. What would happen if God was, to, you know, the Bible says God looks in the, in, in the heart of man. man. We look at the outside, you know. I look at you, Sister Ruth, I don't know what's going on in your heart. I mean, I can guess and, and say you love the Lord and anybody in here. But I don't know what is going on in your heart. But God looks in your heart and he knows. Amen. Now let's talk about some reasons why people are not persistent. Let's go to Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 to 14. So we see here God is trying to reveal some motives of the people. You know, these people, they thought they loved God and they had it all. But God is inviting them to check in their hearts. Pero Dios
1: le está que su
0: you know, the, Fer- the Pharisees did not experience God because they had wrong motives. You know, they did everything a Christian is supposed to do.
1: They were there five minutes before church service. They cleaned the church. They made sure
0: everything on the pulpit was okay.
1: They
0: made sure nobody stood outside and smoked because they say you have to honor the house of God, no smoking. But all that was external. They had wrong motives in their hearts. How many of you, uh, you know, sometimes people come to the pastor and they would say that. After the pastor would preach, they would come and say, you, you know, I think people are new, so we we, sh- we should not be so harsh, you know. Not I'm not saying you shouldn't talk about, you know, hell, but just, you know, let's talk about it. You know, they, they try to ask the pastor to basically, to, sh- you know, make it soft, not make it too hard. But, you know, when you when you see people, you know, getting lost, dying and going to hell, you don't have time to k- try to make it soft. You'd rather make it hard and let the spirit of God come correct you later. Amen. If I see you and you are going down and there is, you know, there's a pit a- ahead of you, I'm not just going to come and say, well, lem- let me not yell because it's not polite to yell. Let me not hunk because it's not polite to hunk. Let me, let me just try to get there. No, I'm going to do whatever I take. I'm going to hunk at you and everything so you don't fall in that pit. And you're going to appreciate it later. That is the same thing with the Word of God. We have to preach the Word of God with boldness and without fear so that the hearts of men can know what lies ahead if you keep going the wrong way. If anything that you do is apart from Jesus, you are wasting your time because God does not recognize that sin. Anything that you do that Jesus is not involved in, anything you say and you think you're saying it because you're trying to be nice but it's against the Word of God and the will of God, it is a seed that you are planting and not what God has planted, and it will not last. So going back to the thing about persistency, if you say you want to be persistent because of the wrong motives, because you see someone else doing it, and you want to do it because, you know, I, for, for other reasons, and you, and you want to do it too, it will not last you. will you will burn out very quickly because the right desires are not there the right revelation of the holy spirit are not there you are not being led by the spirit you have different reasons why you want what you want so after jesus you know is done revealing the hearts of these people he follows with a life practical and here comes the woman who needed a healing for her daughter i mean you you have it all you're enjoying under the blessings of god and here comes a desperate woman who needs a blessing And you say, send her away. So they said, tell her to go away. And they said, she is bothering us. You know, we must be very careful of the crowd. When God is calling you to be persistent about something, if you are not careful, the people around you can pull you away from it. How many of you have ever been in the position where, you know, something happened in your life and you went into that place of your closet and you're crying and you're crying and then all of a sudden you start feeling that joy of the Lord and then you're like, I don't even mind about people. This is what I wanted all along. I'm just going to stay here with Jesus and I'm going to spend time with Jesus from this day forward. You know, I'm going to be here. How many of you have been there? And of course, it's easy to say that because the people you want to be with, and don't care about you at that time. So then you spend two or three days in the presence of God, and it's so wonderful. And then on Thursday, one of your friends call you,
1: y el uno de los te and
0: they say, "We're going to Dennis. Do you want to come?" Vamos
1: para venir?
0: And you, you're so excited. You're like, "Oh, so they're talking to me again!"
1: Ahora te están otra vez. And
0: then go, there, there goes your time with Jesus. You know, because your your interest and your social life is back. So. There goes that time with Jesus, and off you go. Yay, they, they love me again, they're my friends again, and you just go and forget Jesus. We have to be very careful we don't place pleasure before Jesus.
1: It's
0: okay sometimes to tell your friends, I can, I'm skipping Dennis today because I wanna pray. So you see, Jesus is silent, and he's acting like he's ignoring this woman because he is trying to test what is within her. And I truly believe this lesson was not for this woman, but for the disciples. Because it showed them how selfish they were and how condemning they were. You know, if Jesus would have never taught them this lesson, maybe they would have gone on to the book of Acts and they would have still never agreed for Gentiles to be brought the gospel. But the interesting thing is the heart of this woman. No matter what the crowd was saying,
1: no, lo que la gente.
0: no matter even how, what Jesus said or how much Jesus was ignoring her, she was well convinced within her of what she wanted from him. She knew if he could not help her, nobody else could help her. And so in all this shame, she persisted until Jesus responded to her. And you see how Jesus showed so much excitement. Woman, great is your faith. So we see one of the reasons why people are not persistent is because they don't know the word of God. You know, if if we know what God's will is for us, we would develop a confidence where we have to go before him to ask for something. But if you're just asking because, you know, because somebody told you to ask and you don't even know what you're asking for. You're not even convinced if he can do it. If he don't do it, well, I can always go and get it over there. When when you have stuff like that, you don't know what God's will is for. And so you cannot go before him confidently. This woman knew about the testimonies of how Jesus was so compassionate and he healed all those that came to him. And so she was very convinced of the word that was out there about him. You know, ignorance is an enemy to persistency. When you are ignorant of what God has for you, you never develop a desire to go after it. Okay, the second reason is people don't want to pay the real price. Acts chapter 8, verse 17. So we see Simon did not want to pay the real price. We want, we want God to do so much for us. But when we are not willing to be persistent to see it, we don't want to pay what it's worth. Every time you come before God and you want something else, the, you, when you have the wrong motives, why you are coming? Everything he asks you to do will be too high. The price will always be too high. Oh yeah. w- why do I have to? Why can't I just do this? And why, why do I have to do this? Why can't I just do this? You know, there is really no real deep desire that I can't do without this thing. I, I need this thing. You have no revelation. You don't even know if you got it, what you will even do with it you just want it because you know you, you see how people are are being used by God and you see the gl- all you see is the glory all you see is the praise wow look at that man how he's being used by God and you come with your wrong feelings because that is all you see you just want that so you also it would be for you wow look at how God is using them and so you just want it like that You don't really want it for the right reasons. And therefore, you are not going to put yourself down to pay what you really have to pay to get it. Because after you start the journey and you see how difficult it can be to persist upon something, you're going to give up because you're going to say, I don't need this anyway. So we see when your hearts are wrong, when you have the wrong, motives and you go after something with the wrong motive and it don't work you know you just find someone else who is doing something else and then you go and try to do what they are doing and when it don't work you find someone else and you go to you know you just keep hopping and hopping and hopping from one place to the other at the end of the day you have nothing we must find the thing that God has instilled in us to do and we must do it with all our hearts you know, if you look at Ananias and, and Sapphira, you know, they didn't just wake up one day and decided to lie. If you read earlier, before the story, if you read earlier, you will read how the, the apostles were applauding those who sold everything they had. And they came to the church and they gave it to the church. And the apostles were so appreciative of this act. And I can see Ananias and Sapphira, you know, when when the apostle Paul was, you know, applauding people wow brother this is so noble of you this is so wonderful god bless you you sold everything you have god bless you and they probably said wow did you see how um paul acknowledged um that brother how wonderful if the church would acknowledge us too so um we should go sell some stuff and come and come and say we sold everything so that they would give us acknowledgement in front of the church too so because they had the wrong motive when they came to the church it caused them to lie they did not understand how, what it took for those people to sell everything they had. They did not understand the price they had to pay in order to sell everything they had. They did not understand what God had to deal with them in their hearts before they could sell everything they had. And so we see people being used by God and we see the glory around them and we get a jealousy for that glory. You know it when you want God to use you because you want to feel good that God is using you. And if you have that motive behind you, you have the wrong motive because it should not just be I want it because I want to feel good. It should be only about the purpose of what God wants to do. And it should be about what God has revealed to you that he wants to do through you and not you skipping and hopping and looking at people and seeing what they're doing in their lives. And you try to do it too. You don't even know what they had to go through. The things they had to crucify, and then you come and you want to do the same thing, but you're not willing to crucify yourself for that thing to be walked in you. You're not willing to pay the price. You don't want to be persistent to receive it, and you think you can have it. So we have to be persistent with everything that God has called us to. Another reason why people are not persistent is because they have everything already figured out. We come before God, and we already know exactly what we want and exactly how we're supposed to go. You know, after I spend one hour of prayer, by two hours, 30 minutes, I should start to feel some chills. Mm-hmm. After that, you know, I should start to feel some heat. You know, and that's how we, suppo- we have everything figured out how we want it to happen. And then we go before God, and we notice that God is taking a different turn. You know, but because we wanted, some, we wanted it fast, and we wanted it exactly this way, and so it's not this way. So we say, okay, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. Always keep this in mind. Things will never go the way you want them to go because God sees your heart and he will always want to take things, you know, cut the corner a little bit from what you were thinking to reveal yourself, what you have to deal with first. And then it's so surprisingly because many times when you decide to sacrifice your flesh and do what you're supposed to do, then you start seeing some things that maybe you were expecting. All right. And the last reason we have for the reason why people are not persistent and there are many more of it, the last thing I'm going to talk about is the fear of the unknown. You see, in this dream, I had a fear of the unknown. I did not want to go beyond to follow him because I did not know the other side what I was going to find. Some people don't want to keep praying because I don't know the next thing God is going to ask me to do. I've actually met people they say they don't want to come to church because they don't want to feel like hypocrites. Because they know the minute they come to church, God is going to require them to live a righteous and holy life. And so they'd rather not come. So people fear things that they know nothing of, things that they can't see. You know, everything lies in the hand of God. Just trust God and just keep going. Just follow Jesus and everything is going to be okay. All you need to worry about is, am I living in obedience? And he gives you the strength to overcome. When we are persistent with God, it's another way of telling the devil we mean business with God. It's another way of resisting. You know, the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. Because the more you are persistent in something that God has called you to do, the more you're you're saying no to the devil. But the minute you give in and you stop being persistent, you already gave in to the enemy. We must be persistent in everything God has called us to. If we don't don't develop that lifestyle of praying persistently, we will never overcome like we said in the beginning. We can never overcome some things. We can never put on that armor of God that helps us to conquer everything that the enemy has against us. When you're trying to develop a lifestyle of prayer, please don't go and set yourself up for five hours of praying a day when you know you haven't been praying for more than ten minutes a day because you heard someone else say it and you feel guilty and so you want to fit in too. So you want to go put in five hours of prayer. You have to set realistic goals. goals. One of the main reasons for Christian depression is Christians setting unrealistic goals. Because what happens is that you set five hours of prayer from ten minutes of prayer occasionally. And then after you can't even do one hour of prayer, you feel guilty and then now you're depressed. And then you don't want to even pray anymore. You don't want to try anymore because you feel like prayer is not for me because I couldn't do five hours. Prayer is like a muscle that you have to build. You don't just go to the gym and pick up the big weight and start lifting. You you don't do that, right? The key is this. Never be comfortable to stay where you are. Always go up, but but go up by setting goals that are realistic. But it's something that the Holy Spirit has worked in you, and you were able to do that because he has strengthened you, not because you try to put your own flesh in it and try to do it by your power. Prayer is nothing you and I can do by ourselves. Prayer is something the Holy Spirit himself enables us to do when we sit ourselves down and say, help me, Holy Spirit, I want to do this. And he takes you step by step because he's training you and he's strengthening your spiritual muscles. Whatever it is that you have not yet seen the victory over it, God wants us this morning to check ourselves. If you have been praying for something and you have not seen the answer, start paying attention to what the Holy Spirit is revealing about you that needs to be fixed. But the only reason why people don't see it is because they don't want to sit down and be persistent to pay the price it takes to see it. You have just watched Message on Persistency and I hope you are truly blessed. You know, if you have been doing some things for the Lord and you have been finding a hard time and things have just been difficult and you can understand why, I just ask you to go before the Lord this day and ask Him to search your heart. And whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to you, I want you to repent before him so you can move forward. So I want you to search the motive behind everything you do. And let everything you do be done as unto the Lord. And I promise you, God will bless you and you will find rest in him. And if you have never given your life or had the opportunity to give your life to Jesus, I just want you to take that opportunity today. Because you see, there is going to be a day when the Lord is going to come for his people. Because tomorrow could even be your last day. But the truth is that no one knows tomorrow except God. So I want you to take this opportunity now if you've never accepted Jesus and made Him your Lord and Savior. To make Him your Lord today. God, just say this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today and I repent of all my sins. I pray, oh God, that you forgive me and make Jesus my Lord and Savior this day. Father, I pray that you write my name in the book of life. And I pray, O oh God, that your Holy Spirit will empower me to walk with you from this day. forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have just said that, prayer with me. I want to congratulate you and welcome you into the kingdom of God. You know, the Bible says when everyone just one soul comes to the Lord, heaven rejoices. Can you believe heaven is having a party right now and celebrating because you just made the decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And I want to say again, we love you and we hope to hear from you. Now, if you would like to know more about us, or if you have some questions, you can go on our website on www.gfministry.org, or you can call us at 440-536-4100. Stay blessed. Bye-bye.